This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rhett Gillins. He's in the restaurant industry and he feels stuck. He wants to start his own software business. So congratulations, Rhett, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now in order to enter and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you subscribed. Folks, many of you heard I made a big league acquisition of a business, nathanlacka.com forward slash send later is the name of the business. And I didn't want to give up equity to a developer because I'm a business guy. So what I did is I used a website to find a guy named He Shiming. I paid He over $12,000 to help me build send later. And the site that I am using now is called Topital at nathanlacka.com forward slash T-O-P. T-A-L. I will build Send Later into a big business and I will take it public by the time I turn 30. I'll tell you more later on in the episode. Nathan Latke here. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from Peter who walks us through how he brought the very popular YouTube video, Day of Glass to Life. He's raised $1.8 million and just hit $1.2 million in revenue. Top Tribe, good morning. Our guest today is Greg Rays. He is the founder of Rays Labs, which is a technology innovation firm that designs and develops custom applications, web platforms, and other cutting edge software. They've earned the trust and respect of a wide range of organizations from fast moving startups to Fortune 500 companies by solving their most difficult challenges. Greg, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, absolutely. So right. excited. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming on. So tell us what Rays Labs does and how you make money. So we're a software development and design company. We work with both startups and Fortune 500 companies, and we help them solve hard problems by uh, building technology. Most frequently, we build iPhone, iPad, and Android applications. We also build websites and web services. And you say on your homepage, 13 years in business, 600 million world or 60 million worldwide app downloads, 500 million in revenue generated for clients and unlimited potential. Tell us the story. Tell us the story. Uh, well, first off, give us a sense of size. When a customer pays you, what are they typically paying you? What's the average job size? So our projects definitely range in, in size, but they tend to be anywhere from a couple hundred thousand dollars. We have some projects close to a million dollars in size. So it really depends. We typically put a full team on a project, really thinking about the nuts and bolts of how to build a product. And so that includes design, it includes product management, it includes uh, obviously development and engineering. Oftentimes it includes a backend system as well. And so uh, we really think of ourselves as product as a service. So lots of times companies have a core business and they know they need technology as part of that business, but they're not really a technology company. So they'll come to us and we'll help them figure out, you know, how do you build a tech business, uh, especially if you're a retailer or a finance company or you're operating in some other business other than technology, it can often be a challenge to figure out all these things. So what year did you launch the business in? Uh, so I started in 2003 out of a coffee shop. I uh, was previously working at Microsoft and I left and uh, what, kind of salary did you, what salary did you give up? I'm curious. Oh, uh, I was making, uh, I want to say $60,000, $80,000 at the time. Uh, that was my first job out of college. And so how old were you when you up, left? Uh, I was 
23, something like that. Yeah. And how old are you um, now? So I, I'm, uh, t- I'm turning 40. I'm 39. So I'm Very still cool. on the cusp. Yeah. Very cool. And I always love asking this because it's usually embarrassing. What was your first year revenue back in 2003? Oh, it was embarrassing. I definitely lost money. I think, I think we made like 15K or, or 15, 20K. I mean, I was really living uh, off my savings uh, and trying to figure out exactly what we would do. And uh, I was building a little bits of software. I was uh, building kind of recurring revenue and some of our own products. Uh, but really figuring out how do you how do you bootstrap a business? How do you start it? We've never taken funding, uh, and we've tried to really figure out how do you build things the right way, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um, you know, the hard way, rolling up your sleeves, but making software better. There's so much uh, kind of poorly engineered, poorly designed software. We really wanted to rethink that entire process. And so, fast forward us to 2015. What was total revenue in 2015? Uh, I think we were uh, just shy of nine million. We're on track to thirteen, fourteen this year. Okay, very cool. And what? And it's August twenty sixteen right now when we're recording this. So, how many? Uh, you know, the margins in these kinds of businesses usually are pretty high. But how big is your team? How many people on it? Uh, we're about uh, eighty folks. Uh, we have offices in uh, Boston and Oakland, California, and so uh, teams have been growing pretty steadily. We've actually been uh, Inc. Five Thousand company for the last three years running, so I'm uh, pretty excited about that. So, what do margins look like with eighty people? That's I, I, I mean, that's obviously pretty heavy headcount stuff. Or is the, is the business cash flow positive? Yeah, the business has been cash flow positive for a number of years. In terms of the margins, you know, it really depends on a per project basis. I mean, we uh, put a lot of uh, our margins and our capital back into the business to fund our growth. And so it's pretty frequent for us to hire ahead in terms of new initiatives and things like that. But the company's been profitable uh, every year since since I started it uh, when I was taking zero salary uh, through through to today. So what do you pay uh, yourself now? How do you make that decision? Uh, so I try to be fair to myself, uh, you know, that's, uh, paying yourself as a CEO is always a challenge. I'm not quite at the, uh, you know, pay myself a dollar, like yeah. some, uh, <laughs> billion dollar companies. But I also recognize that my compensation is certainly tied on into the success of the company. Yep. And so I certainly pay myself a reasonable salary, but I also think about, uh, dividends and how we use, uh, the revenue and the, the value of the company, to uh, to feel that I'm compensated and growing as well. Would you Again, say I'm not very. Go ahead. I cut you off. Go ahead. Well, I would say I'm, I try to be more motivated about uh, my team than my, my own personal. Like I, I don't need a lot. Like I have a house. I have a car. Like what am I going to spend money on? What are your um, monthly expenses total? Food, car, gas, travel, everything. Uh, for the company? No, for you. I don't even know. It's not a lot. I don't eat, you know, I don't, I don't go out to eat very much. Like I guess my annual expenses are in the, you know, whatever, 30, 40, 40 grand. A lot, a lot above that is everything else. It's I like ask the, that Greg, because there's a lot of founders that I meet that are very successful. And a lot of times the people that have a lot of wealth are the people that understand how to keep money. They make not make more. I think that's actually very true. Like I think thinking about your own finances and especially for me early on, like, when I started the company, I was working out of a coffee shop. Uh, you know, I was my my rent was you know about a thousand dollars a month. I was scrappy. What did you, you have in savings? You said you had some savings back then. How much did you have back then in savings? Uh, I had about fifteen twenty k from from when I left Microsoft. So it, it wasn't so a pretty, ton. Still pretty it, risky. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I took a, you know even when I started the the company. Uh, I took a I took a day job for uh, about eight months just to to cover things, and I think. 
for entrepreneurs, it's important to kind of figure out where where in your life you want to take those risks and where you need a little bit of stability as well. So things like health insurance tend to be expensive and having some stability and then working nights and weekends to- Are you married to? I am married to kids as two well. Two kiddos. Yeah. How old are they? Four and eight. So okay. Wow. They're, they're yeah, you got your hands full. So, so back to the employees for a second. What are your total monthly headcount expenses on average? Uh, they're just under a million dollars. So around okay. eight hundred to nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So you're right around break even if you're going to do thirteen million this year. Then right. It's going to be above that in terms of sales, and uh, our, mar- our margins are are fine because the beginning of the year those expenses were lower, yep. and so again you have to kind of project from the beginning of the year the expenses versus the end of the year growth. And so while my costs now are closer to the eight hundred nine hundred beginning of the year, they were closer to five hundred six hundred. So tools? there has been growth there as well. Are there any tools you spend a lot of money on, like to help man- your team manage the agency? Like a CRM? Uh, what CRM do you use? Yeah, I mean, we use, we use Salesforce. We use things like Basecamp for a lot of our tools. There, there's no, uh, you know, the, the tools that we really anchor on are things like uh, Google for email and docs, uh, Dropbox for some of our file sharing, uh, Envision for some of our design tools, um, uh, Jira for some of our bug tracking, things like that. But none of these tools are like the... They're, none of them are hugely expensive, but they, they do add up when you have a lot of them. Do you ever get jealous of any of your clients because you build them a tool and it adds like billions to their market cap and you're like, damn it, we should have built that ourselves? <laughs> um, Come on, you, you know, know it's, it's true. This has to happen. It does happen. I mean, we, we, we had one client where we were definitely generating about quarter quarter billion dollars a year in revenue for them. But on the flip side, I kind of remind myself that they had spent, you know, a decade building that core brand and business to get them there. HubSpot? And so uh, it, was, it wasn't HubSpot, though okay. we did some good stuff for HubSpot as well. Yeah. Um, it's really like, yeah, that's, that's the privilege that we have, but they have the privilege as well of building these large global brands. I mean, it's, not, it's a lot of work to become a Fortune 500 as well. How do you, so, and I'm sure you have NDAs with some of these guys, but is there a client you can talk about and actually tell us what you built for them and how it worked? Yeah, it's actually kind of timely. We just released an interesting product uh, for the Perkins School for the Blind. And so uh, they came to us with a challenge of micro-navigation. So people who are visually impaired, uh, they can uh, use GPS to navigate themselves to a bus stop. But they have uh, they can only get within 30 or 50 feet of that bus stop. And so if you're standing within 30 feet of a bus stop, the bus will blow right by you. And so the challenge they came to us with is... How do you get people exactly to a bus stop? And so we spent a lot of time thinking through the problem, studying users, doing usability, testing products and prototypes, uh, building the backend systems, uh, and then working with them hand in hand to make sure that the product is a successful launch. So we launched it in the city of Boston just earlier this week, and uh, they're looking at how they can replicate the system and apply it to other cities and municipalities as well. Interesting. Very cool. Tell me one about a tech story. Can you talk about what you've done at RunKeeper or Localytics or HubSpot? Sure. Uh, RunKeeper was a great story. So they actually, uh, the founder came to us really at the infancy of his company. Um, you know, he had this idea of uh, building uh, fitness mapping yep. and uh, it, it wasn't necessarily even an iPhone app. He was, uh, hey, I want my runs and my fitness tracked on a website. And this was right around the time that the iPhone... He wanted it for himself. 
Well, he he was a he's an avid runner. Uh, he'd seen some competitive products that had it uh, as web products, uh, and so he thought he could do a better job on the web because he was more knowledgeable about running. Uh-huh. And so we looked at it, and we actually said, "Hey, there, there may be a timing opportunity because we think that the iPhone will have a GPS." That was kind of what the Mac rumor boards were saying. You're talking and about so Jason, by the way, right? Jason Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Jacobs, the Runkeeper. So we work with them on the design development of that product, helped launch it. Uh, grew it to 20 to 40 million users and they raised a bunch of money. They took the project in-house. And so I'm super proud of the, su- the success that they've had. Got it. Yeah. So they took it. Yeah. I mean, that's like the balance you face, right? You build these products, then you don't know if you're going to be the AOR or if they're going to take it in-house. Well, we expect them to take it in-house. Like if we're successful, then the, they will take it in-house because, uh, and we've seen this time and time again, again, we, we love our products that we build, but we also, uh, love to send them off to college and watch them grow and prosper and do their things as well. So that that's actually pretty typical. Greg, do you guys ever take uh, do you ever take equity in these companies? Uh, it's definitely something that we've looked at. It's not really a core part of our business. So we try to really align ourselves on the service side. We do do some startup incubation and acceleration, but uh, for most of our projects, it's not really a major component. So what does a guy like Jason, when he comes to you with an idea for RunKeeper, what does he pay? I mean, I imagine it's not cheap. What does he pay you to do the project? Well, it's funny. That that was our very first iOS app. So we definitely were learning how to do it. And we were transparent about that. We're like, look, we do a bunch of services, but iPhone stuff is something new for us. So I think we charged like 15K early on. And we've certainly sophisticated and matured, uh, but you know we we don't really take on projects at that scale anymore. Yeah, uh, they tend to be a little more sophisticated and larger now. Um, have you ever? A lot of the most successful software businesses that I see, they start off as agencies, and because you see into multiple clients, if you start pattern recognition that cl- multiple clients have the same issues, you can build a piece of technology and boom, it takes off. You have any ideas like that? And if so, would you ever launch them as a separate business? Yeah, we, we, we have done that in the past. So uh, a couple of years ago, we spun off a company that was doing kind of app installation and app deployment. Uh, it's its own company called AppLade. Uh, right now, we're actually in the process of exploring a technology that we have as well that we've used for employees and culture. And so one of the things that we've done as we've grown the company is we've tried to figure out how we can have a better company and a better culture and more transparency. And rather than doing what lots of companies do in terms of uh, feedback cycles and top-down feedback, we've started to construct our own methodology of how you facilitate team feedback in a more transparent, more honest, uh, team-oriented approach. Are, are any so of those businesses been, taking off? Like, are they doing more than a million in revenue? Uh, not, not currently. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we're really concentrating on our, our services business, but we're we love product incubation and exploration, but we haven't kind of anchored on. Uh, a home run with any of those yet got it well greg this is fun you're in a you're in a fun space uh where can people connect with you online if they want to follow you as you grow uh they can check us out on raise labs and i'm on twitter at g raise all right guys very quickly many of you heard i acquired send later at nathanlatka.com forward slash send later and here's the thing i don't want to hire a big team i'm a business guy though so i need developers. So what I did is I found this little website. I found this guy named He Shiming. I paid him over $12,000 to help me keep building this business, which I will take public by the time I turn 30. So it's called Toptal. Okay, and what Toptal does, it's a network of elite 
pre-vetted software developers. Basically, I told Topta what I was looking for. They search their network for the best people. They even test the candidates, which saves me time. And then they just said, Nathan, here, use this candidate. They meet your individual needs, and boom, I'm off to the races. So once you pick someone on Topta, you can start working with them the next day. Now, for my people, Topta is offering a no-risk trial period that you can get at NathanLatka.com forward slash T-O-P-T-A-L. Again, NathanLatka.com forward slash Toptal to get started. This is perfect if you're a business person listening that doesn't know how to incentivize or find a technical co-founder. Go to NathanLatka.com forward slash Toptal and get started building your app now. All right, Top Tribe will link to that in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 447. Again, forward slash the top 447. All right, Greg, it's time for my favorite part of the show. It's called The Famous Five. These are rapid fire. Are you ready? I'm ready. And number one, favorite business book? Uh, favorite business book? Um, let me think. Oh, it's rapid fire, and I wasn't prepared. Um, <laughs> uh, I like Malcolm Gladwell, so maybe Blink. Okay, good. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, I like... Um, Elon Musk, I, lo- I love what he's doing, so I'm following him a lot. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? Uh, favorite online tool? I like Envision a lot, using it a ton. Uh, number four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? No. <laughs> and what's your situation? I know you have two kids, so you're married. How old are you? I, uh, 39. 39. So last question, take us back 19 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, uh, just kind of where I'd be today. Cause I think when you're young, there's a lot of stress and uncertainty. Uh, and oftentimes even now I forget to stop and smell the roses. And I think if my 19 year old self could see how far he's come, he'd be, uh, pretty psyched. And I think about that in terms of my future self as well. So, uh, a kind of advice to, to kind of all your listeners, just make sure you're stopping to smell the roses. Top Tribe, there you have it. Smell those roses from Greg Ray's. Launched his agency in 2003. Lost money his first year on about 15 grand in revenue. In 2015, did over $9 million. On track in 2016 to do 13 million with 80 employees. Uh, again, average retainers anywhere between 100K and a million dollars. Again, having a bunch of fun doing it. Greg, thank you for taking us to the top. I really appreciate the time. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed Greg today, go back and listen to Ben Weta yesterday. Ben's landed over 200 grand in branded placement deals and walks you through how to monetize your creative brain. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.